Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why wouldn't Frankenstein's monster leave? I don't know. Why wouldn't he leave? Because he was Frankenstein. Hey, it's Spoop Hour. Welcome back. It's 2018. Yay! We haven't talked to you since last year. (laughs) That joke just gets funnier the more I tell it. It's great. I've said it like seven times today. She she has. (laughs) She definitely has. Yeah. In a variety of settings to a variety of different people. How's it going? Good. I haven't seen you since last year. I know. I haven't (laughs) seen you since last year. See, I had the genius idea. I was like, why don't we record on New Year's Day? It'll be funny because we'll be hungover. And I did not think about, no, we won't be hungover. We'll be sleepy. Yeah, we're just tired. We're adults, and we don't stay up till 2 in the morning. And I stayed up until probably, like, 4. That was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my fault. I don't sleep easily. <laughs> yeah, I was I was up till, like, 2, and then I was out, and then mm-hmm. I woke up at, like, 9. Yeah. And then I made Eggs Benedict crepes. Nice. They were pretty good. Mm. Poached eggs looks like ghost boobies. It, it does. Yeah. Jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Yeah. Um, so we're awake, and we're here. Happy New Year. Hope you all had a very happy boo year and did all of the underwear color coding and eating the right things and first footer shenanigans to ensure that your 2018 is in a hot pile of garbage. Courtney and I and our other roommate wore matching underpants. We did. (laughs) It was great. It was. Uh, They had Batman on them because they had yellow. Yeah, so... Bring it on wealth in 2018. We gotta get that paper! And, and we had a first footer in this apartment. We did. Right? Mostly I uh, peer pressured at midnight. Our party had dwindled down because we're all a bunch of old, tired people. It had dwindled down to four people, and it was me, my significant other, and two of our friends. And right after midnight, I was like, oh, I need you to go outside for a hot second and just knock on the door. And he was like, what? I'm not doing that. And I was like, just like, just for like two seconds, you could come right back in. And he's like, oh, is this that first foot? I don't want to, whatever. And then he did it. And he did it because he's a good significant other. And he wants me to have a lucky year. Good. Because 2017 was a hot pile of garbage. So he doesn't listen to our podcast, but he wants us to have a good year. He does. And if he <laughs> listened to our podcast, he'd be funnier at Quiplash, the game we played yesterday. Yeah. Um, so I got a Switch a few months ago. Hashtag and blessed. my significant other introduced me to a game called jackbox and so there's four of them now mm-hmm. and i have the third one the third one has something called quiplash and it's so much fun because it's like cards against humanity but you get to come up with the things and it's so much better i did discover there is a character limit and i discovered it yes. because the question was um what injury most commonly affects the wealthy and i wanted to put wrist sprain from jacking off to the suffering of the poor but that was too many letters. Too many letters. So yeah. I had to. I did neck sprain from diving into a pool of money, Scrooge McDuck style. 
But I didn't say Scrooge McDuck right, style. Right, that would be too many letters. That would be too so. many letters. Yeah. And I think if I had said that, I would have won the round. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not it's salty. also got another game called Trivia Murder Party, which also Classic. is right up our alley. And you can be murder. a ghost. You can be a ghost. You can be a ghost. Great. I was a ghost when we played last night. Yeah. I was a ghost for a while when I played over at the other party I yeah. was at last night. Because everyone was playing Jackbox last night. Yay! Yay! We're popular and um, not nerds. <laughs> I, I managed to flip someone in the last round. Yeah. And then flip back oh. and so I still ended up dying but um in quiplash Courtney and I discovered we are great at it we're very in sync and we're great at it Sasha won the first round I won the second round and several times our responses synced up and it was very weird actually in the room several times yeah. <laughs> the room kept syncing up with yeah. eight people and it just... two people came up with the same quippy name for wolf blitzer and wolf shitzer hey later in the night Myself and a friend of ours came up with the real reason Adam and Eve were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, butt stuff. Yep. Um, you and I had some really funny ones, including... Why we can't go to Jurassic Park anymore. Right. And I, you said dinosaur fucking? Yep. And I said came on some dinosaur eggs. So, like, potato, potato. Yeah. You could knock out both in one trip. Right. And then not be allowed to go anymore. And then there was another one where both of us got the prompt, something you don't want to find in grandpa's tool shed, and I said grandpa's butt plug, and you said vibrating put- butt plug, parentheses, used. used. Because so. <laughs> if it's a new one, you don't care. And then we split the votes on that one because we're so in sync. Right? That was amazing. We should host a podcast together. We should. That's my 2018 um, resolution. What was that? Oh, Scrotum and Sweaty Balls was me and Hillary. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple people sync up, which was pretty spectacular. Yeah. My significant other and I linked up on one where it was like George Clooney and Taco Bell. My significant <laughs> other and I uh, synced up on a joke about testicles. Yeah. So, I recommend this game. Yeah. You can find <laughs> out who your secret soulmate is. You can find out who has the same sense of humor as you. You can find out who should you should host a podcast with. Exactly. And you could just have a jolly lol at Bear Noises, which we did. Yes, yeah. That was, that was the number one winning answer of the night was I'm, Bear I'm Noises. I'm glad I, I introduced that. Yeah, you started Bear Noises and then it just like yeah. cruised to victory several was, times. What, what would a Bear's campaign slogan be while running for president? Make America blank again. So I just said make America Bear Noises <laughs> again. <laughs> It was great. It fit. Because bear noises could literally be anything. Have you heard a bear? I have. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, what, each bear, what are they saying? What do they say? Yeah, exactly. It could be Bears, literally anything. Write to spoophour at gmail.com and tell us what you're talking about. Or tweet us at spoophour. Or on... Instagram us at spoophour on Instagram. Yeah, you can DM us there. You can DM us on Twitter. You can at us on Twitter. You can also tell us how you're a bear with access to the internet, because from what I understand, you poop in the woods, so I would think getting a toilet is a higher priority, but, you know, those Charmin bears are living their best life. That's, yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's spooky. Yeah. Uh, Talking, shitting, well, bears shit, (laughs) Oh, so spooky, bears spooping. (laughs) Spooping. Spooping bears. All right. Spooping, pooping bears. Um, so it's 2018. It is. And what we're, we're, uh, heading into January, which obviously, because it's, oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, That was a ghost noise. It definitely wasn't Sasha adjusting the trunk that we have our stuff on. (laughs) This month we've got two pods a day. We do. So. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so we decided... A while ago that we wanted to get more involved in the podcasting community. And so our podcasting revolution... Revolution. Resolution. (laughs) My other resolution regards the revolution. That's not important. Uh, Squad goal. It's fine. Seize hold of the means of production. Anyway, 
so we decided to get more involved in the podcasting community a while ago, and we were selected to participate in hashtag two pods a day, which you can find on Twitter. And it's a campaign to draw attention to indie podcasts like ours. Mm-hmm. So little podcasts that can get some new listeners, uh, grow their audience impact, and just generally, you know, make people aware of what might be their new favorite podcast. Mm-hmm. And we were selected to participate in this for January and February. So we're going to go ahead and recommend our three podcasts and get used to this because you're going to be hearing it the entire month. Mm-hmm. Oh no, those are my notes. Different <laughs> notes. So the first one we're going to recommend is They See Me Rollin'. Now this little indie podcast that could is about Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Now... I know next to nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. Basically everything I know about Dungeons and Dragons, I've learned from tuning out my significant other and also watching that one episode of Community. I know some things about Dungeons and Dragons because somehow a lot of my friends are really into Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. And it was, it, you know, we were yeah. like, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, whatever. Sure. What I did not realize was there's this really great podcast called They See Me Rollin', which is this group of guys who are veteran D&D campaigners. And basically they podcast their adventures as they go on them. And based on what I've listened to, they're mostly misadventures. Oh, good. God bless them. (laughs) The one that I was listening to involved flaming Ray Romano being used as a... It was was a whole thing. Go ahead and give them a listen. Uh, Again, that's They See Me Rolling. I listened on Google Play. I am sure... They're also on iTunes. And yeah, if you like them, rate, review, subscribe. All the things. Then we have Famished and Feasting which is a uh, movie podcast run by this delightful woman with a lovely podcasting voice. Oh, yes. And the episode I listened to was the Beauty and the Beast episode where she had her sister on and they talked about both the 1990s animated version and the more recent Emma Watson live action version. Mm. And I learned a lot about both of those things. And I used to, I considered myself, I thought I knew a lot about Beauty and the Beast, but Mm. apparently I'm about as ignorant about Beauty and the Beast as I am about Dungeons and Dragons. Huh. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Leave it to Famished and Feasting to teach me all the ways in which I'm dumb about things. (laughs) Thanks, guys. But in a good way. But in a good way. Yep. And that was one, I believe I listened to that one on iTunes. Yeah. So find it, listen to it, love it. They talk about other movies. It's not exclusively about Beauty and the Beast. So if you're like, (laughs) I don't care about Beauty and the Beast because I don't have a soul, then you can find another movie. Great. Yeah. So if you're (laughs) one of those bears without a soul who is very picky about their films. But also technologically advanced. Yeah. And pooping in the woods still. And then last but certainly not least, we have Really Famous, which is, I would say, my new favorite interview podcast. And I don't say that lightly. Yeah. Wow. I know we were talking about this because Mm -hmm. we both love Tim Gunn. Yes. And so the episode we sampled of Really Famous is an interview with Tim Gunn, and it was just incredible. I learned so much about Tim Gunn that I didn't know. It was heartwarming without being schmaltzy. Aww. And it was one of those interviews where, like, it wasn't softball questions. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Tim, what's your favorite color? What outfit are you wearing right now? Tell me about your tie. It was, like, it was good questions that dug into, like, fundamentally who he is as a person, mm-hmm. his philosophy about relationships and family and his opinions on gift giving. And it was just a really incredible podcast. So if you like really thoughtful, well-done interviews that's really famous. And I believe that one I listened to on Google Play. Cool. And those are our two pods a day. What, Courtney? That was three podcasts. It was. And you're going to listen to more than two podcasts a day anyway, loser. So I'm just kidding. I love you. I'm tired. So that was They See Me Rolling, Famished and Feasting, and Really Famous. Yep. 
And all of them have very good podcasting voices, which seems like a weird thing to compliment. No, I love it, because I listen to a lot of, I mean, even uh, pre-podcasts, I listened to a lot of NPR growing up, and that, like, nice radio voice. When you hit that, like, sweet spot, and the, not quite baritone, but just, like, the deep timbre of your voice. Right. I love it. It's very... Especially... Because right now I don't feel like I have one. I'm very nasally. Oh, yeah. I, like, can't I sound worse. <laughs> probably from all the screaming I did when I partied last night. Just kidding. I have asthma and I forgot to use my nasal spray. I'm just coming down with something. <laughs> coming down with this dick. I don't know what, what? I'm saying. I'm tired. <laughs> She's tired. I'm tired. So, um. Anus. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. So that was, yeah, our housekeeping. Like we said, uh, two pods a day. Check it out. Love it. Yep. And so, Sasha, has anything spooky happened to you recently? You're making a face. I'm making a face. I'm not expecting an answer. This was a genuine <laughs> oh, okay. question. I was, like, I was just shooting the shit with you. Did, did I tell you something? Well, you um, did pass your hiccups well, to your brother I via magic. I did pass my hiccups to my brother. My brother and I were fighting, as we are wont to do. As adults. <laughs> we are adults, but we still, for some reason, will, like, fight each other. Um, yeah. But... I was hiccuping really hard, and so my brother took me out of my, like, he had me in, like, a, not a headlock, but, like, I, fiz- I, I, I tassel with my brother. Yeah. Um, and I kept making these, like, hiccuping noises, but they got to be kind of, like, wet hiccuping noises, and so he thought I was going to vomit on his new jacket, <laughs> and so he let go of me, and then I was laughing, and he got the hiccups, so. Which. He can. It's time to burn us. Exactly. I did watch uh, the Big Fat Quiz of the Year, and I think it was the 2017 one. I watched mm. a couple with my boyfriend before we were tired from New Year's, <laughs> just when we were tired, the normal kind, and they had a question that was, list three of the ways that people would know you were a witch back yeah. in, you know, the day. Right. And I was like, let me tell you all of the things because it's so many. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might have been like the 2016 one. But whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, well, if they pricked you and you didn't bleed, if you floated when they tossed you into water, um, if you had a dog, if you had a witch cake made of urine. And I was like, I know all these things. I've got one. <gasps> Last night I had a dream and Mount Fuji was in it. Oh my God! I know! Hashtag bliss! I know! It was amazing. Oh. It was the first time that I ever. I think I was dreaming about Mount Fuji because I was thinking about it really you hard. Were like, but also, God, I, I watched so. a lot of Japanese TV yesterday <laughs> <laughs> because it was New Year's Eve. And of course, I was watching a lot of Japanese TV at my parents' house. But they kept doing shots of like Mount Fuji on sunrise, like yeah. whatever. But yeah, so like last night I jumped about Mount uh, Fuji. <laughs> and if you're wondering why we're so excited that she jumped about Mount Fuji, go ahead, give our last episode. Bet you didn't see that coming. A listen where we go into all of the New Year's traditions. Yeah. On. I have good news, bad news regarding my dream. Uh-oh. Bad news, I don't remember it. Uh-oh. Good news, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a nightmare. Right. So that's promising. That's good. Because usually I have nightmares. Yeah. So the fact that it wasn't a nightmare, I think, is a success. Oh, yeah, it's a success. Yeah. All right. Now um, you're passing me your yawn. I am magic. passing a New Year's yawn to you. Um, what is our snack today? We have... I don't know the name of it. It's a Greek name, but a friend of mine who attended our New Year's thing yesterday brought us, her grandmother gave her a New Year's loaf of sweet bread. It has 2018 on the top, and somewhere in this bread is a coin, and if we find it, we have luck for the year. But we're now like five slices into this bread, and I see no coins. So, what up, baker? Right. I'm poking it now, because I'm a monster. Yeah. You are a monster, but there is no coin. There's no coin. Podcasting is not a visual medium. <laughs> Listen to the sound of me poking this bread. Poke, 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 poke. 
That's right. When I poke things, my finger says poke, and it sounds like Sasha because I programmed it that way. Nice. This is the episode where I tell everyone I'm a cyborg. Spooky. What the hell? Speaking of spooky, the other cat just like fell down the stairs. Fell down the stairs for <laughs> bizarre reasons. So, Sasha, mm-hmm. now that we have our snack, yes. What's our theme for the day? Our theme for today is ghosts that we share names with. Yay! So it turns out there is a ghost Courtney, and from my immense knowledge of Japanese pop culture, there I've known for a while, but there yes. is a ghost named Hanako, which is my middle name. I so. found that out recently, and I texted Sasha, and I was like, we have to do an episode about ghosts with our names. So here we are. <laughs> do you want me to go first? You go first. Because so, I want to hear about this Courtney, because Courtney is a 90s-ass name. I feel sad now that you've built it up so much, there are no ghost Courtneys. No! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is it Marie, then? It's Marie. Marie, So I did what you did. So your ghost has your middle name Mm -hmm. as its first name. And then I could not find a Courtney. I searched and I searched. Uh. And then I pulled up some information about, like, ghosts that are haunting bakeries. Because that's probably where I'd chill a lot of the time if there wasn't a nearby cat cafe. Um, The sad news is, yes, there are no Courtneys who died at the Cinnabon and who will haunt the mall where they died forever. No Courtneys who drowned in the fountain trying to get back their penny that they wished with. No Courtneys who got their ears pierced at a weird kiosk. No Courtneys who upped their cell phone plan. Nothing. There is, though, I did come across, there's a Courtney in an episode of the MTV show Catfish, who was allegedly psychic, and they actually concluded that she wasn't full of shit. Oh, good. Yeah, but it was like, it was very spooky, because the girl that they, that wanted to get in touch with them and find out if she was being catfished Mm -hmm. about Courtney, her dad murdered her mom by stabbing her 30 times while she was pregnant. Shit. And then he hanged himself in prison, and Courtney was giving her information about her dead dad, saying that he was a member of the family now of hers, because now that he was a ghost, they hung out a lot. And the catfish dudes were like, all this information checks out, and it's not obviously from an online source. Continue giving this woman your money. Which was odd, but... That, that was about the only spooky Courtney I came across. Yeah, the only Sasha, like, spooky Sasha I was able to come across was the Monster High doll ah! named Sasha. There's also a Bratz doll named Sasha. Aww. Sasha's just a popular toy name. It is. I like it. I, yeah. there's, there is a doll named Courtney, but she's not spooky, the one that I had growing up. Oh. Uh, she Barbie. was friends with Barbie, yep. and she was a cheerleader. Cool. So spooky. <laughs> so spooky. She would die at the mall. <laughs> right? She would die at the mall, actually. She'd, like, drop her pom-pom over the ledge, and she'd go to reach for it and then just fall. <laughs> and then she'd haunt it forever, drinking Jamba Juices for life. Nice. Or death. Or death. I'm surprised there aren't more ghost Sashas who are from Russia. Yeah, well, so I was looking up Ghost Sasha, and they kept giving me the book, the graphic novel Anya's Ghost. Oh. And I've read Anya's Ghost, but I don't remember there being a Sasha in that book. Yeah. So. Maybe there's just, like, a background character named Sasha Sasha. who's not a ghost. Right. But but they're just there. Like, Sasha raised her hand in history class and knew the answer. Yeah. And then they move on. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But Anya's Ghost is a good book. I just read it years ago, so I don't remember Mm. this point. I just remember liking it. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right, so instead I found a spooky and ghostly Marie, as that is my middle name. And the Marie that I found is a badass, so I went a little crazy in taking notes. Nice. Uh, I took about four pages of notes, so I'll try and, you know, keep it compelling so that you can keep (laughs) listening to my voice without hating me forever and sending ghosts to me. Just kidding, that's what I want. So Marie Laveau is who I found. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And... Tell me about her. I will. And I don't want to give away... She has a nickname that you might recognize. I don't want to say it. I want you to be authentically surprised. So let me protect my notes. Okay. I'm not looking. No spoilers. No spoilers. So... Uh, this is less relevant to the spoopier aspects of her life. This is just going into her family history, but I thought it was interesting. So Marie's grandmother, Catherine, was kidnapped from somewhere in Africa when she was seven and sold into slavery. We don't know where in Africa because, weirdly, they didn't keep great records of the people they were kidnapping to sell as objects. So Catherine was a badass motherfucker who eventually bought her own way out of slavery. Wow. Right? Badass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And because that wasn't enough to be a badass motherfucker by buying herself out of slavery, she started her own business and was incredibly successful at it. Good. Yeah. Queen. So then Catherine had a daughter, and because everything was fucked up in the 1700s, Catherine's daughter was owned by her father. And apparently, I was like, that can't be a common occurrence. That has to just be some weird, like, blood magic signed the wrong contract shit. No, that was a thing that happened a a lot. Yep. So... Thanks, America. That's fabulous. So, Catherine's daughter was named Marguerite, and Marguerite was eventually freed at 18, mostly by the Emancipation Proclamation, Mm -hmm. less because her dad was like, I should maybe not use my child as slave fucking labor. And so, instead, he decided, darling, now that you're free, I'm going to sell you to a wealthy older man as as an arranged marriage. So she was forced into getting married to a much older man. Wonderful. Because it's not bad enough to be owned by your dad as a slave and then also owned by him because you're a woman and it's the 1700s, so you're a piece of fucking property. Great. I got real agitated about history. (laughs) We're doing better. Don't sell fucking people, assholes. Wait, what year is this? Uh, 1700s. 1700s. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, I might have meant 1800s. I don't know how long. Again, a lot of the research things were sketchy on the years. Yeah. So then... uh, So basically anything that wasn't the last century. Exactly. At some point, she was freed because of laws, Mm -hmm. rather than freed because her dad fucking grew a conscience. So after having three kids with her forced husband, Marguerite had an affair with a man named Charles Laveau. Oh. And he was a freed man of color, and then they had an oopsies baby. Oopsies. Oopsies. I'm preggers. So Marie was born on September 10th, 1801, probably. This is another one of those instances where it's like, was she this age? Was she the other age she said she was? We just don't know. Records. Just pick your own birthday. It doesn't fucking matter. I was born in 1803. Great. Just because. Marie had some sort of childhood i assume because she made it to adulthood but not much is known about it nobody was writing shit down about her she was just you know a kid a kid eventually when she was 18 she married jacques or maybe santiago again records but a guy named jacques santiago paris so one of those was his name mm-hmm. he was a haitian refugee and i almost said Haitian because i'm so tired <laughs> kicking it clueless style So he fled the Haitian Revolution, came to America, and then married Marie. Okay. Spookily enough, Jacques died a year later. Yikes. Under mysterious circumstances. Hmm. But did he die? Who knows? We actually, we genuinely don't know. Oh. There's no record. He just disappeared. They had two kids, two daughters, one in 1817 and one in 1820. But after the 1820s, there's no record of either daughter. And Jacques himself just vanished he abruptly disappeared under mysterious circumstances and there's no record of if and when he died 
So there was speculation that he was murdered. Maybe he just ran out on Marie and returned to his hometown. Right. Or maybe he just died of natural causes because everybody fucking died in the 1800s. We, we genuinely don't know because there's nothing. Right. Just he was there and then suddenly he was gone and she didn't talk about it. So draw your own conclusions about what happened to Jacques. So after that, Marie moved on and in 1826... So, pretty quickly after, about eight years later, she got involved with Christophe Dominique Dumini de Glapion. Nice. He has, like, eight names. And, allegedly, she had 15 kids with this guy, but she never officially married him. They were common-law married. Fifteen kids. Fifteen kids. Only three survived to adulthood. Uh, it's a numbers game. It's you, a numbers game. You gotta have 15 kids because only three are gonna survive. I hate that, but yeah, I'm glad it, that I live in 2018. And not the 1800s. And not the 1800s. So what's great is one of the three that survived to adulthood, she named after herself. So there was a Marie Laveau II. Nice. Which is badass. So what's spooky about Marie? What is spooky about Marie? Because this has all been not spooky, just Except general for, like, boring the one history fun. Husband kind of disappearing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's about it. You might know her by her other name, the Voodoo Queen of New Orleans. Uh, no. Who is that? <laughs> That's Marie Laveau. She's the Voodoo yeah, Queen but of New I Orleans. Mean, <laughs> um, so tell me more. <laughs> apparently, if you've watched American Horror Story in the coven season where they're all uh, witches, she pops up in there, but she does a bunch of historically inaccurate things. Like, she interacts with another prominent voodoo woman of the time, even mm. though there's no record of them ever crossing paths. But... Mm. It's, a, it's not historically accurate, but apparently she's in there. It's too spooky for me to watch, so if you watch it, let me know how she is. Yeah, I don't watch that show because it's too spooky <laughs> for me. We're a bunch of wusses. So there's this place in New Orleans called Congo Square. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when there was slavery, after mass ended on Sundays, slaves were allowed to gather because of Code Noir, which is the black code, which let slaves have part of the day off. Hmm. And it was just on Sundays. So once a week for part of the day, they didn't have to be slaves. So people would meet up with loved ones that were sold to different families and be like, hey, how's it going? You know, other than the fact that we're all fucking slaves and it's terrible. They'd barter for goods, they'd trade, and they'd just generally have a good time. There'd be music, dancing, and, you know, various party games and rituals. Hmm. What kind of rituals, you say? Say it. What kind of rituals? Yep. (laughs) So... Trained by Dr. John, who was a voodoo practitioner, who was allegedly also a Senegal prince. Okay. But he could have just been saying that. Marie was really good at voodoo. Like, she just excelled at it. And she became the star of Congo Square. So she would just be there and she would sell her wares. So she'd sell charms, protections, cures. Uh, Charms are called gri-gri. Okay. You know, why not? And... So she would just do, she would do voodoo for fun and for profit. She, but what was nice is she would also lead chants and just, she was a generally very compassionate woman. So if you were poor, if you were a slave, she wouldn't charge you for charms or cures or anything. But if you were rich, you bet your sweet biscuits she would charge you. So she would get the details on elite clients. She had a network of gossip spies all over New Orleans. Nice. So, because she cavorted with the elites, there is speculation that she was a hairdresser to the rich, but there is literally no record of her having any other job other than liquor importer. Interesting. But it's speculated that they were trying to legitimize the voodoo woman that was popular with the rich because rich people wouldn't hang out with the voodoo queen. <laughs> that wouldn't. She must have done their hair and just, you know, 
done their card readings then. <laughs> nope. So the voodoo queen of New Orleans, because she was a badass, she would reportedly wear her boa constrictor zombie, which was named after the serpent deity Ligon Zombie, and she wore him like a boa draped around her shoulders. Nice. People around the city would see her and shout Queen Mary when she rolled up. So Marie would see her wealthy clients in Congo Square, where all the black people who came on the one day they had off, yeah. and she would also see the poor ones, but she would only charge the wealthy for their spiritual healing. And so she also sold herbal remedies, and she did fortune tellings. So she got the jump on the rich because she would talk to the servants. So because the rich were so used to not looking at their servants as people, they'd have private conversations in front of them because they're part of the scenery. They don't have ears. So I'm going to talk about how I'm oopsies pregnant by the busboy. And so she'd get the skinny on them from their servants. And so in exchange for the information that she got from them, she would either pay them or she would do voodoo for them for free. And so she'd get that information and then the wealthy would come to her and they'd be like, wait, 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 you, you're with child, but you're worried because it isn't your husband's. And they'd be like, oh shit, she the real deal. Because homegirl had a system of spies. Incredible. Um, So at the height of her influence, Marie was said to have the power to put a person into or take them back out of city hall. So she survived multiple epidemics, but what was insane was she was never sick, even though she was doing hands-on work with people in the epidemics, which I think makes her probably a time traveler who was vaccinated. But that's just my speculation. She would provide comfort to people who were condemned on the gallows, and she was rumored to have used voodoo to kill both a lieutenant governor and a governor who wronged her. That's terrifying. I mean, they crossed her. She was a baller, and she didn't have time for triflers. So, Marie also ran what was essentially uh, the 1800s version of Ashley Madison. So, she would set (laughs) up wealthy white men with mistresses, but she would also set the mistresses up with housing, and she'd help arrange for childcare for any kids who were born of these unions. So, she was actually, like, taking care of the mistresses, which was groundbreaking at the time. I love her. I told you, I love her. So, after the 1860s, she kind of dropped off the map. There was no more record of her doing voodoo in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but her daughter, Marie Laveau II, took up the mantle and started being called the voodoo queen yeah. as well. She became known for, quote, wild rituals in the swamps around New Orleans. So Marie I died on June 15th, 1881, and she allegedly died with a smile on her face. Every record of her death says she died smiling. Good. Which, good for her. Good for her. She left a legacy of compassion because of all of her charitable work and taking in the poor and helping the ill, as well as just being a voodoo queen. Yeah. But Courtney, you say, this episode is about ghosts. That's a voodoo queen, not a ghost. Homegirl came back as a ghost. What? Yep. So she lived at uh, 152 Rue Street, which Rue in French means street. So she lived on Street Street. Street Street. (laughs) Damn it, Moonwood. Uh, so she was in Rue St. Anne in a little cottage. So rumor has it that she got this house because she helped a rich man's son beat a murder charge using her voodoo. So she held three peppers in her mouth, which infused them with her intentions, and then she stuck them under the seat of the judge to make him more pliable to the defense's argument. And then she also nailed a cow's tongue under the prosecutor's seat, which caused him to have impaired speech so he couldn't present his case because he was all blah, 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 because of the cow's tongue. Uh, so at that point, the son was found innocent and Marie got a house. I, cow's tongue, 
is expensive. And I know this is a different time, <laughs> but, like, I'm just thinking about, like, like she's I'm, not cheap. <laughs> I mean, she had resources, yeah. though. Like, yeah, everybody, everyone who was anybody and even people who weren't anybody came to Marie Laveau for their voodoo, for yeah. their charms, for their cures. You know, my son has a weird thing on his face. Oh, just put this poultice on it. Like, <laughs> everybody came to her. So it, I believe yeah. that she would have had a cow tongue, but there is a good chance that um, actually the house... delicious, and that's a waste of cow tongue. Well, <laughs> the other less rumor, probably closer to fact, I just liked that one, uh, was that her grandma bought the house, her grandma who was a baller with her own business, okay. who freed herself, yeah. and then the house was just passed down through the generations. Okay. So it came to her. Mm-hmm. By blood, rather than by voodoo. You do. So, anyway, regardless of the fact, of those facts of how mm-hmm. she got the house, it was eventually torn down and rebuilt since her death. Mm-hmm. But since she died in the house, her residual energy is still oh. on site. So people often see her walking down St. Anne Street wearing a long white dress and her trademark tignon, which is a turban headdress. Because oh. homegirl's a bamf. And she she would fold seven points into her turban headdress to represent a crown, because Homegirl was the voodoo queen. Oh my god. Not the voodoo woman, the, the voodoo, voodoo queen. queen. Yes, queen. Wow. So Marie's spirit and those of her followers have been witnessed performing rituals at the side of the cottage. One source even says they saw a protection ritual with an animal sacrifice on those grounds. Hmm. Wanna know the best part? Yes. You can now rent the old Laveau house as a vacation spot. Oh my god. We have to go. We could go. We could stay there. Oh my god. Like they Airbnb that shit. Oh shit. So I have some tales from the people who have Airbnb'd that shit. Yes. So before we do our Spoop Hour field trip there and do our Airbnb, this is what other people have seen. So as recently as a few years ago, Mm -hmm. a couple rented her house. The first night they were there, they heard chanting and drumming, and they were like, what the fuck, guys? We're trying to sleep. So they went outside, and there was nobody there. And then they realized, oh, the chanting and drumming is coming from the living room. Uh. But we don't see anything. So they got Uh. spooked, and they went somewhere else for the night. But they came back the next morning, and the wife of the couple spotted a single feather on the floor in the living room. No. It was clear because they had locked up. No one had entered after they left. There was no forced entry, no broken windows. Nobody had come in after they left. But the feather is the voodoo queen's signature object. And it is considered to be a great relic among voodoo practitioners. Huh. So it's a relic because it supposedly brings good luck to the person who finds it. Unless they find it on their pillow where it will bring you illness or death. Yikes. So be careful with feathers. Uh, one man who stayed at the house woke up from a nap and saw a shadowy figure in the corner of the room glaring at him. Uh, okay. Yeah, probably because it's like, bitch, you think you can nap in my house? Yeah. Go nap somewhere else. <laughs> I nap in my house. Uh, and then another woman woke up on her second night staying in the house and felt as though she was physically pinned down and she could not move. I hate that. Yeah. That's awful. And that's that kind of, was it sleep paralysis or was it the ghost of Marie Laveau sitting on her chest being like, what did I tell you about napping in my <laughs> fucking house? Maybe she hated naps. Maybe she voodoo hated queens, naps. Voodoo queens have no time for naps. That's a fun fact about voodoo queens. So not only is Marie's old house grounds haunted, also, her tomb is. Oh. So she gets around. She does some traveling in the afterlife. So visitors will leave offerings in the hopes of drawing out the voodoo queen's spirit. Because according to local legend, if you draw out her spirit, you'll get a wish granted. So we're going to go through some of the rituals. Yes. So depending, there are a couple. 
So one says you start by knocking three times on the slab of her tombstone, and then you can ask her for a favor. Another one says you draw an X on the tomb, you place your hand over it, rub your foot three times against the bottom of the tomb, throw some silver coins into a cup, and make your wish. And I'm just going to show you, and um, I'll take a screenshot of this and post it on our Instagram. This is her tomb. Look at all of those X's. Wow, lots of people are trying. She's very popular. A lot of people really want that wish. There's another local legend that says you need to leave offerings of food, money, and flowers, and then ask for her help. So very similar to what people leave at Buddhist temples. Yeah. So you make the offering of the food or the flowers or whatever, and then you turn around three times and make a cross with red brick on the stone, Mm -hmm. and then you ask for her help, and then you get your wish. Unfortunately, all of these rituals are hella illegal. So if you're caught yeah. doing it, you'll get the shit fined out of you because it's, you know, yeah. defacing a grave. Oh. But as you saw from that picture... It's not stopping people. It's not stopping people. A ton no. of people do it. There are offerings of beads and... Because, you know, it's New Orleans. Yeah. Mardi Gras beads. Everything is on this tomb. So she also is haunting the tomb grounds, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. when people aren't summoning her. So, infamously, during the Great Depression, a homeless man fell asleep on top of her tomb, but woke up to the banging of drums and chanting. There were ghosts of nude men and women dancing around the tomb. Good. And in the center was the voodoo queen and her snake. Good. Yep. Love it. And then this is one last one that I just, I really enjoyed it, Mm -hmm. because it's a good story, and I would love it if I were in my local CVS. So, Elmore Banks, and this is also a good one, because it's not just... A man, a homeless man, a couple. This one has a name. His name is Elmore Banks, and he was shopping at a local drugstore, and an old woman came in the store. She spoke to the proprietor, and he freaked out and ran to the back after she came in. So the old woman laughed and then asked Elmore, do you know who I am? And he said, no, ma'am. This was not the correct answer. She slapped him in the face and then leapt into the air and floated out the door. Good. Yep. So when she passed over a particular graveyard, she disappeared. Elmore passed out at the sight of a woman floating and then disappearing, and then was revived by the spooked store proprietor, who told him that was Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Hashtag rip. I know. Rip queen. Oh my so, god. So, obviously I have talked a lot, and it's not just my podcast. No, no, no. Um, no. But her daughter was also super fascinating, so just, like, a real quick side note. Yeah, please. Um, where the voodoo queen, the original voodoo queen, Marie the First, oh. had a mostly positive reputation where she was well-respected, mm-hmm. even though people were kind of afraid of her. She was a nice person. Yeah. She helped the sick. Her daughter was rumored to suck the lives out of New Orleanians to stay young. And the best part is, she never denied that. People would be like, hey, girl, I hear that you stay young by, like, Sucking the souls out of people. And she's just like, and? Uh. And she kind of reveled in this, like, reputation as, like, a black voodoo practitioner where she was doing the dark magics. And she was embrace- it, She was rumored to embrace the dark side of voodoo and doing the more cursy stuff. Mm. And the more... Like Dr. Facilier. Yes, the more Dr. Facilier of the two. Okay. So, original voodoo queen was chill and was using her powers for good. And then her daughter was like, eh, fuck it, I'm just gonna do what I want. Wow. And that is the voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, who shares my middle name as her first name. Fascinating. I love her. She is my <laughs> new favorite person. I was so excited. I was oh. doing this research and our other roommate came downstairs and I was like, oh my God, this person's awesome. Amazing. So oh yeah, God. that was Marie Laveau. 
All right, so I found a ghost um, who's pretty pretty standard in Japanese ghost lore, except my mom didn't know who this was, which is weird because my mom's surrounded by lots of different ghosts. Yeah. But looking into it, um, the the rumors started in, like, the 1950s. Mm -hmm. My mom was born in 1960. It was in elementary school in 1960s, 70s, um, and was in Okinawa, which is was a little bit more insular than it is now. We have mm -hmm. the internet and all, of, like, you, you can share all this information so freely and easily now. Obviously, they, you know, had, you know, NHK was broadcasting nationally oh. um, and whatever, but, like, the schoolhouse rumors didn't get to Okinawa, I guess, or at least didn't get to my mom's school. Ghost um, rumors don't cross the ocean. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time they do, if we di as we've discovered, but this specific one did the, not. This one somehow didn't get to my mom's um, elementary school in Naha City. She so, was just too swarmed by other by ghosts. By other ghosts, right? <laughs> they were like, no, no, we don't have time for you, Hanako. We need her attention. Right, so this is Toire no Hanako-san, or <laughs> Hanako of the Toilet, as <laughs> Courtney was, is cackling, which... That was my weeaboo laugh, because it's like, if you do, like, the literal, literal translation, it's like, Toilet's Hanako. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> I think this ghost is perfect for me. One, because I really love toilet humor. And because you're Momo the Fart Monster. I'm Momo the Fart Monster, and, where do and my middle do name is also Hanako, right? Where do people do a lot of their farting? In, in the, the bathroom. bathroom. Exactly. So, one of, this is one of <laughs> the best known of, of these, like, Japanese popular, you know, culture ghosts. It's, uh, the details of Hanako's origins vary somewhat from telling to te telling, um, across mainland Japan. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, Hanako is said to be the ghost of a young girl who died around World War II and now haunts school bathrooms. Usually, <laughs> What a bummer place right? to haunt. Um, usually described as wearing an out-of-fashion red dress and bob haircut. Um, she can be summoned by going to the girls' bathroom on the third floor, knocking on the third stall three times, and saying, Are you there, Hanako-san? Depending on regional variations, Hanako-san will respond, yes, I am, or a ghostly hand will appear. If someone enters the stall, depending, this is again a regional variant, they mm -hmm. could also be eaten by a three-headed lizard who is just mimicking <laughs> the voice of a little girl. <laughs> but see, what whenever, the fuck is going on in toilets in Japan? I don't know. But so much. Like, this, the way that Hanako-san is described to look with this, um, you know, bobbed hair, like, short haircut and a, a red skirt, um, yeah. or a little red, like, jumper. Mm -hmm. There's a cartoon called Chibi Maruko, um, and it's about this little girl named Maruko, and she dresses like... <gasps> it has no, it has no... As like, far as you know. <laughs> there's no, well, no, there's, like, no connection between the, oh. the design of this... Uh, ghost and the the character of the okay. show, but like I immediately just think of Chibi Maruko whenever I <laughs> so think you're about. Less scared. Yeah. Can I just throw something out there? Sure. So where we went to college, the building where we had our Japanese class had three floors. Mm -hmm. So it's theoretically possible that someone could have been looking for you in the third floor women's bathroom, knocked on the door, and said, "Are you there, Hanako-san?" Probably, yeah. But but then no one would call me that in college. <laughs> I mean. You would. I would. But, yeah. And then I'd get eaten by a lizard monster. Yeah, so, Is that what you want? So the, the <laughs> last outcome notwithstanding, <laughs> um, Hanako is just a spooky presence meant for a good scare. It's mm. a, She's appeared in numerous anime series and TV shows, and mm. she's pretty, I mean, she's like a basic urban legend. Mm. And then she's also been like, you know, scary movies or whatever. Mm. Um, some of the places that she's popped up, She's had her own, like, manga, her own comics. Nice. Um, part of, like, you know, horror anthologies or whatever. But in the more recent 
kids show and like toy property yokai watch Mm -hmm. um there is an episode in the anime and also she's in one of the video games Mm -hmm. where two of the students um are hearing two of the main characters hearing their classmates talk about a hanako-san encounter in the third floor restrooms and after school they whisper ironically to find her in the boys bathroom or rather they find her in the boys bathroom not like in the girls bathroom and she fancies herself not as, like, a spooky or, like, mil- like terrible presence, but she's more like an entertainer. <laughs> Bless. And, um, so she, she's not, she's not, like, yeah, spooky. She, she's she just thinks, chill. Yeah, she thinks the bathroom is more of, like, her stage. Oh, she's so you. Um, and then these ghosts are, the, the kids who find the ghost are like, maybe you should, like, try to broaden your eyes and then go <laughs> appear in other places. Don't tell me how to haunt. Um, she's also in some different video games, especially, like, horror games or urban legend games um she can also be like alluded to so mm-hmm. in the ge- katamari damashi the second game i think there's a a height there's a level where you roll inside a school yeah. and if you go to the bathroom there's a ghost that pops out of one of the toilets <laughs> up and Hello. down in legend of zelda majora's mask <gasps> i've played that you have if you go to Stockpot Inn at midnight, oh. there is a character referred to as three question marks and yeah. shigeru miyamoto has said that um that go that qu- character or that suggestion mm-hmm. is an allusion to Hanako. Amazing, because um, that hand is part of a side quest to get some swag, but what he... So the hand comes out and it's like, it looks like a zombie ghoul mm-hmm. hand and it just like flails around and it asks you for paper Yeah, and it's in the toilet. Yeah, it's supposed to be Hanako-san. <laughs> um, there's also this game called PT. It's part of Silent Hill and it was cancelled, uh-huh. um, but... If you're one of the few lucky people in the world who still has it on their PS4, you can't, you can't re-download it. It's just, oh. it's gone. Like, so if you just have it, you have it. That's spooky. Yeah, but there, it has undertones that closely resemble the legend of Hanako-san. Mm-hmm. Um, the malevolent ghost in the game has only one eye, and the other appears to be a gouged out. Or, and the ghost was... Um, murdered in the bathroom um and then similar to the iwate prefecture version of the legend if the player approaches a door left ajar you'll have like the door closed on you by a white-handed figure oh um there's also another game called yandere simulator and if you go into the girl's bathroom in the third floor and snap a picture a ghost representing hanako will appear in the picture um so there's does Hanako herself do anything spooky? Like, she gets pulled into a lot of horror games, it seems like. Um, but she kind of just seems like a lovey goofball. Well, so, it's kind of like the Bloody Mary situation. Oh. So she'll appear, and if she says, yes, I'm here, then you may be dragged into the stall and killed. Oh. Or, um, you know, you know, run out and be scared. Um, right. Some some legends will, or you know, some places say she's going to harm you. Other places say she's just going to stay there, and so you just don't oh. use. Some places it's like kind of the Moni Myrtle thing, where oh. like oh she was bullied and you know died in the bathroom, and you know we'll protect the kids who are having problems with bullies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a little bit different depending. Um, I like the version where she protects the kids who are being bullied. Yeah, nice. there's some stories that say that she was you know killed during World War Two. Yeah. Um, others said that you know, in that she was like playing hide and seek in the school with her classmates, and then some planes bombed the oh. building, and she died in the yeah, which is. That's a huge bummer of yeah, an origin that's, story. That's a dark origin um, story. I don't like a ghost of war haunting bathrooms. That's 
there there's other stories where she was being bullied and killed herself in the stall oh. you know um and then there's another story that Just says give her a hug. hanako fell out of a window of um at the school and it was an accident but that one just doesn't make sense. Like, why Why live in the bathroom then? Yeah. <laughs> like, Moni Myrtle lives in the bathroom because she was killed in the bathroom. Yeah. So you stay, you stay where you are. <laughs> Maybe she just really yeah. loves fart noises. And so, so a, she's like, I mean, I could haunt anywhere in the school, but the bathroom is where the farts are. So it's are. another one of those things where the origins are not very clear, but yeah. her story was widely spread. Like, there were some, like, very specific different stories from northern Japan, some from central Japan. Yeah. It's just that it didn't make it to Okinawa. So my mom today, when I was asking her about it, was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, when I was little, there was a little, there's a kid's show called Ponkikis, mm-hmm. um, and they had little, like, musical interludes, and there was one song about a girl named Hanako. It wasn't the ghost Hanako, but it was more like a girl who, like, hunts ghosts and, like, kicks ass of ghosts. And her name is Hanako, and the song went like, Hoa, 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 Hanako-san. Hoa, 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 Hanako-san. Kitara tasukete kureru yo. Hoa, 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 hoa. Kowakunai, kowakunai. Hoa, 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 not scared of anything. That was and such so, a jam. Right? But, like, my mom, I'm, I've, I think I've said in previous episodes, like, that I don't like Halloween. I don't like scary <laughs> things. Like, I'm so easily frightened. And my mom would sing that to me, like, whenever I had to go to the basement by myself. Mm-hmm. And my basement's not scary to me now as an adult, but, you know, like, the, it's dark and I had yeah. to turn on all the lights by myself. And my mom would stand at the top of the stairs and would sing the oh. song to me. So here's my theory on why you're afraid of everything and other Hanako is not afraid of everything. So it sounds to me, she, she kind of reminds me of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where mm-hmm. it's just like this one little girl who's just like kicking ass, taking names. And so there's an episode of Buffy where a character is split into two halves. Oh. And one gets half of the, gets like all of the good strong aspects of his personality. The other gets all the weaker ones where he's, you know cowardly oh. and a mess and all of that so maybe other Hanako got all the bravery uh, and that left you with none maybe. and we just need to smush you guys back together maybe oh found it <gasps> but see Hanako is illustrated to look like oh, the yeah. ghost toilet Hanako but yeah I'll I'll, I'll link yeah. the song if I can find a video of the song you should be yeah. Han- toilet Hanako be... for Halloween oh my god that would be so I'll build you a cardboard toilet <laughs> <laughs> Halloween 2018 2018 cause it's only 10 months it's away, away. <laughs> technically like 10 months and 30 days but still it's it, never it too was soon 11 months from like yesterday like yeah 11, 11 months yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 11 months from yesterday. yesterday yeah but we could do that I'll build you a little cardboard toilet you get a little red overall set oh my god that'd be so cute that'd be so cute we can give you those fake bangs where you like pin your hair under yes so cute so cute and then I'll be Marie Laveau and just go around being a yes I'll, queen of voodoo we'll, we'll stuff um like um pantyhose yes with, my snake yeah my snake cotton and make it look like a snake and I'll go around nailing cow tongues under stuff if I don't like you and, um, and I will go and grab the cow tongues and, and eat them. Eat them. <laughs> <laughs> thinly, go back in the bathroom, Hanako. Thinly slice them. <laughs> fry them up. These were good ghosts. Yeah, these are good ghosts. I like it. Good job on our names, parents. Of, in our, terms a, good ter- of a good job on our middle names. Yeah, because <laughs> you don't want a ghost first name. That's, no. that's too spooky. 
Because then, you know, the ghost is going to be like, only one of us can be. And yeah. That's, that's a bummer. I don't know. Sometimes I think about, like, the name Jack. And, like, yeah. unfortunately, Jack the Ripper. Oh, <laughs> and, like, yeah. Was, I don't know. There, There's the Jack in, what, the Shrek series who, like, goes and make, messes everything up because, like, I don't know. Jack and the Beanstalk, Jack and, like, Jack of all trades. Jack uh, and, yeah, so it's like this. Yeah. Jack this, Spratt. Jack Spratt, yeah. It's a very wholesome name. Except when it's Jack the Ripper. Except when it's Jack the Ripper. <laughs> who may have been an outwardly wholesome dude because he was probably a doctor. He was just a monster. He was just a monster. And also a doctor. Or, oh, well, no, that's no, that's too close to a different name. Yeah, I'm just trying, just trying to think of, like, other names that have, like, pretty. Well, there aren't a lot of people named Casper, I don't think. That's true. That would suck, though. I mean, you would have to know what you were getting into at this point in time if you name your kid Casper. Casper, yeah. So your parents are jerks. Speaking <laughs> of, like, really 90s ghosts, yeah. Casper. 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 That was a really 90s ghost. Ugh. When he turns into a human at the end. And he's all cute, and he's... all of our little, like, seven-year-old hearts just swelled three sizes. Right. Because he was so cute. Yeah. Was he, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas or something? No, it was, um... Oh, man, I looked this up recently. <laughs> Um, but we all wanted to be, um... Mrs. Casper the Ghost. Mrs. Casper the Ghost. Yeah, where they dance at the end. Yes. And um, he's in his long white, white shirt. Let's look this up. <laughs> yeah, I ended up on the Casper Wikipedia page a few weeks ago. Because like I was do. looking for, um... Oh, her name is escaping me now, but it will appear shortly. Christina Ricci? Christina Ricci. I was on Christina Ricci's <laughs> thing, because I was researching F. Scott Fitzgerald and then Zelda Fitzgerald oh. and Christina Ricci is Z, Zelda mm-hmm. on Amazon and then from Christina Ricci I got to Casper. Casper. See, I, <laughs> and then I, from Casper I got to the the kid in the movie which is Devin Sawa. Oh. There we go. That sounds familiar. Has he done other things? He's done other, he was like a heartthrob in the 90s. Oh. He was also in Final Destination. That doesn't And matter. Little Giants. Nope. And yeah, he was just like a 90s, 90s guy. guy. I will say that Christina Ricci always has a soft place in my heart because when, she was, doing, when she was doing the press junket for Penelope, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorite feel-good movies, she was talking about how she related to the character because she's like, I have a big forehead, and a lot of the times you'll see in the press people being like, ugh, she should never go out without bangs because her forehead's just too big. And I also have a giant forehead, and I'm too insecure to go without bangs, so I respect her. My Christina Ricci was popular when we were little, yeah. and my mom would I because I was very self-conscious about splitting my hair down the middle or oh. whatever because I I didn't have a big forehead but I had a heart-shaped face and like the, yeah, the widow's, widow's peak, peak. Yeah. and so my mom was like look Christina Ricci is so pretty you can look like Christina Ricci you guys have the same face shape it's okay <laughs> and so my mom used Christina Ricci as like oh. a you can do this. You are cute. See, my mom yeah. never did that. She just always cut bangs for my face. Okay. And so I've just, all my whole life I have had bangs. You have. So I'm all used to them. Hmm. It's fine. They were pretty bad from like high school through college, but then I sorted them out and they're okay now. One of these days we'll do a throwback Thursday where... Yeah, we'll post a picture of we like post pictures of 16 and 15 year old us that is currently on our fridge where we're hugging my future husband, Damien Joseph Kulash Jr., lead singer of the band OK Go who I have been in love with since I was 13 years old, and he was 27, because he's 14 years and three days older than me. But at this point, the divide by two plus seven is... He is in my range. Yep. And my significant other's like, I understand that you need to do what you need to do to be with Damien. He's very supportive that way. 
Yeah, but I like your significant other. I do too. But also, <laughs> I've loved Damien Joseph Kulash Jr. since I was 13 years old. Yeah, that's true. So, like, how do you overcome that, that? That would be like me having to go hunt down Sandra Lurke. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> your significant other's a nice dude, but Sandra Lurke. You know? Like... You just can't, I'm sure they understand. They can have a little little club of people who share the same first name and also have their women leave them for <laughs> singers. <laughs> uh, that's too spooky. Too I, fucking spooky. Damien like Kulash, if you listen to this podcast, tell me your ghost stories because I suspect you have some because I just deeply understand your soul. And if you're not Damien Kulash, but you just want to share some ghost stories with us or say hey, again, our emails are spoophour at gmail. At Spoop Hour on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and that's probably it that's so it. far. Yeah. yeah, you can leave us a comment on iTunes yeah. or on Podbean. If, or um, I think you can leave us a review on Podknife. And, and on iTunes. Uh, yeah, on sure. uh, Podgenie. So do... Yeah. Do you, do but you. also do you on our podcast. We, we really appreciate your support. We, we hit do. 700 downloads the other day, we and did. we were really it was, excited. It was very exciting. I posted yeah. a picture of my cat to Instagram to celebrate. Um, she was very jingly this episode because she's been very lovey all day because she partied too hard last night and is super hungover. I will say that we are trying to move forward with our podcast revo- resolution. I keep saying revolutions. It's going to be a revolutionary It's going to be a revolutionary podcast. We should do a ghost episode of Ghosts of the Revolution. Yes. Just any revolution. Any all revolution. the revolutions. All of them at the same time. Uh, but our podcast resolutions, because I can say that word, um, we are going to move forward with those. So if you have a podcast and you'd like to be on our show, or if you'd like to do a promo swap, we should probably record a promo. Yeah, we should. Um, where we make a terrible joke and explain who we are. If you have spooky stories, email us. Just, you know, let us get involved with you. Let us be your friend. We're great people. We eat good snacks, and we have really cool ghosts who share our names. I found the show, the Hanako-san show. <gasps> yes, can and we watch it? It was on Punkikis, and the full title of the the, the anime yes. was called Gakko no Kowai Uwasa, Hanako-san ga kita! <laughs> so it's like the, the, the scary. scary rumors of schools. Hanako-san is here! <laughs> and I am. You are. I am. I'm glad you're here because there are scary rumors at school, <laughs> and really I just excited. couldn't face them without you. I, I, I will share some of these on our Twitter Yes. I'm really excited. Yeah, and then keep an eye on our Twitter for Throwback Thursday photos of us dating back from the early days of our friendship. Exactly. It'll be great. It'll be great. 2018, 20 great teen. 2018, no problem. You're going to do great, sweeties. 